Hello, everyone, and welcome to Off The Blocks Podcast Season 4. Thank you all very much for downloading our show today, wherever you are in the world, right now listening. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now, another cracker show coming your way today. But just quickly before we get to that, guys, I'm very proud to announce the arrival of our own merchandise line, OTB Crew. It's very exciting. Uh, It's been a while in the planning, and the shirts are finally here and ready for you all to get your hands on. So please check out our social media pages for more information and the link to buy them online. Yes, we are selling them worldwide, so fans of the show from anywhere in the world can get their hands on an OTB Crew shirt and be a part of the crew themselves. Shirts are $35 each, and we are limited in our stock at the moment, so make sure you get your orders in fast. Not only are you purchasing a great style shirt, but you're also helping support the podcast so that we can keep bringing content to you each and every week. So head over to our Instagram page right now, click the link to shop online and become a part of the OTB crew today. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one hundred in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr. the extrovert and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. is one of Swimming Australia and New South Wales Swimming fastest rising stars in the pool. She had a very impressive National Age Championships earlier this year, coming home with four medals on the Gold Coast and was also announced on the Junior Australian team as well as alongside a lot of Australia's best up-and-coming athletes representing her club, West Illawarra Aquatic Swim Club. It's a massive welcome to Off the Block Swimming Podcast for the very first time, Miss Sydney Brown. Sydney, how are you going, mate? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very jealous. As I was just talking before, I, you know, I didn't know you're living in, in Shell Harbour and um, went down there quite a lot when I was uh, younger on the weekend. My, my family come from down there, so I'm very jealous seeing where you're sitting right now. It's a nice <laughs> spot, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good area. How's um, lockdown been treating you down there? Now, obviously, it's, it's different for everyone depending on where you live because, you know, that one hour out of the house can also be not too bad if you live near the beach to go for an hour yeah. wandering near the beach. How's yeah. it been for you? Um, yeah, it's been all right. Um, obviously, it's been pretty tough for everyone, but I feel lucky to um, be living near the beach. Um, it's pretty easy to go for a walk just down to the beach, maybe swim in the ocean pool. Um, yeah, it's a good spot to be in lockdown, that's for sure. So I was going to ask what's training looked like for you since we've had a bit of a, a break and a pause and lockdowns and stuff like that. Have you been able to still jump in? Um, obviously, it's a bit cold in the water still, so you might want to get your wetsuit on, but what have you been up yeah. to? Um, so my coaches, my gym coach and swimming coach have organised Zooms in the morning. So we'll do some body weight workouts in the mornings on Zoom and then also some yoga. Um but I've also just been going for lots of walks, um, a few runs. I don't hate it any less each time I do it. But, um, 
Yeah, I've been swimming in the ocean pool down at Shaw Harbour um, near the harbour area and it's definitely been pretty cold. I've been wearing my wetsuit. A few times I haven't just because it's been a bit warmer, but yeah, I'm not the best with the cold. But I know a few people who are um, living up north and they've been getting in ocean pools every day without a wetsuit. So I don't know how they do it. Me either. Some people are animals. I know that myself. I've seen a few people getting in and going for a swim and just in speedos. I'm like, you people are crazy. Yeah. I don't know how you could do that. But some people swear <laughs> by it. I used to live uh, at Cronulla and some of the oldies there used to swear by just getting in in the morning and having a paddle around just in your togs because just sort of, you know, kept them fresh, kept them uh, reinvigorated. So, hey, each to yeah. their own. If, if it works, it yeah. works. <laughs> uh, now, I mentioned uh, just at the beginning that you made the Junior Australian team this year and you were selected. Frustrating, though, because obviously we didn't get a chance to, to get in the pool and, and compete, postponed, they say. So you'll get an opportunity at some point in the future, hopefully. Um, hopefully. How, you know, yeah, hopefully. Were you looking forward to that and how sort of frustrating was it when you heard oh, it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah um I was really excited to be on the team um first junior team it's always really good um yeah and I think it was supposed to be in Russia so I was so excited to maybe like go overseas but then um obviously Australia pulled out so and I think it all got cancelled yeah so um then I think they moved it we were going to have a competition in Queensland mm. um in August and a staging camp in Mackay, um, I think maybe early August or late July, I think it was. Um, but then the camp got moved to the week before the competition week. So it was a two-week camp in Queensland, but then Queensland shut their borders to New South Wales and they ended up, um, I think, postponing or cancelling the whole thing. So it's been pretty frustrating, but I guess it is what it is at this point. Well, it's a good attitude to have, I guess, mate, but I do feel for you, especially, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, that first junior team, you look at the, you know, the Olympians, and we'll talk about that in a second with the Olympics, but you look at those guys who were there, they all made a first sort of junior team at some stage. So it was one step yeah. in that direction. You got that opportunity and unfortunately, uh, you know, COVID has stuffed that up as it has for, for many, many other things going on in the world right now. I mentioned there the Olympics. Uh, how much did you love watching the Olympics and now the Paralympics, of course? And what were some of the highlights for you as a fan? Um, yeah, I made sure to watch a lot of the Olympics, especially because it's online school. So I had an opportunity to do that. So that was one good thing about online school. But um, yeah, I think some of the highlights for me, I think watching Emma have the meet that she had. Um, because she also used to train at my club um, when she was a bit younger. Um, and I think it was really good to see her go so well, um, especially being on like a few camps with her before. Um, it was really good. And I think just seeing the relays over there especially, um, yeah, and Kaylee's world record, I mean, not world record, gold medal, yeah. that was amazing as well. Yeah, 100%. It was, I mean, you could really look at it across the whole week, couldn't you, and find a highlight nearly every day. There was something going yeah. on. I remember saying on the podcast, don't get used to this because obviously it doesn't happen all the time. I think it was a very special uh, occasion and a very special group of athletes. But, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And look at the Paralympics and they've just picked up where the, the Olympians left off as well. And every night we're, we're watching medals and um, very, yeah. very fast swimming. So we're very lucky at the moment in Australia. We are. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned their school. Talk, how do you go with the uh, online 
online sort of learning. I mean, I would have been horrible. I would have been constantly on oh, my camera's not working and just so yeah. how do you go with that sort of stuff? Um, I feel like my school has done like set it up in a good way. So we'll have a Zoom for maybe maths, um, some other classes maybe once or twice a week. But um, most of the time they give us the work, you know, a few days before or the day of and we'll just have to do it like in our own time, um, except for a Zoom. We have to turn up to that and do the work there. But I think they've been really um, like lenient with the work just getting it done whenever we can. But I think it's also a good system as well because it gives us some extra like free time seeing as we don't have to um, go on a Zoom all day. Um, And yeah, we have prelims next week as well. So they've made it, um, obviously it's online as well and it's open book. So that takes the pressure off definitely. Yeah, Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, just sitting in a classroom all day is hard enough, let alone be able to sit at home looking at a, a computer screen. So I, I feel for yeah. you guys, I would have been horrible. I, th- I think you guys are handling it a lot better than uh, us oldies <laughs> would have. Now, obviously, season three of the ISL, mate, is, is on at the moment in Italy. Um, you guys, as youngsters coming through, are fortunate enough to see this and now aspire to, to be a part of it. How exciting is that? And how much do you want to be a part of that at some point in your future, given, you know, we're looking at a lot of the youngsters that are over there at the moment from Australia. I know Molly was, you know, drafted at some stage. And mm-hmm. you look at uh, David Popovich, the young Romanian, he's he's with New York Breakers. So it doesn't real age really isn't a factor at this stage. Yeah. So are, are you keen to get amongst that at some stage? Yeah, I think in the future, I think it would be a great opportunity um, to go overseas, get some racing in. Um, and just being in that team environment because usually, you know, at the Olympics, World Championships, you're in amongst like all the athletes, but you're mostly with your Australian team. And I think the teams combining, you know, athletes from different countries everywhere, I think that's a really good like thing that I want to be a part of in the future, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's exciting to watch as well. It's fast, it's furious. Yeah. There's a world record the other night. So, it's still definitely quality racing as well. Mate, mm-hmm. Just changing tack, but keeping with, you know, the swim league, there's going to be an ASL starting next year, hopefully, if COVID finally wanders away and we, we move forward. But the ASL is supposed to start next year. Is that something you're excited to get amongst as well? Yeah, I'm definitely excited to hopefully get an opportunity to be amongst that as well. Um, yeah, I think the more racing practice we can get in under our belts, that would just be really beneficial. So I'm excited to hopefully be a part of it and get some more racing with the team as well. Well, I don't know how the format's going to work, mate, but I think they'd be crazy to not have you in and amongst uh, a group <laughs> at some stage. So I'm just putting you forward there, mate. I'll send an email Thank to whoever you. I have to. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like to uh, take this point in the in the conversations to go back a little bit because I think it's always important before we look at where you're at now to see where you come from. What are your earliest memories of swimming um, and, and what drew you towards the pool? Um, I think... When I was younger, um, I think I was more a fan of the social aspect of the pool, like swimming with friends on the weekends, going to the beach with friends. Um, I've always sort of liked the water. Um, I never really liked training. Um, When I was a bit younger, I was training with Kayama Swim Club and I think there was a little tornado there in that area um, and the roof blew off the pool. So at that point, I moved to... McCain Swim School, so West Lawara. Um, and I 
used to be a horrible trainer. I'd go, sometimes I'd conveniently get a headache before training, um, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to just go and bludge and I never really liked training, but I learned to love it eventually and just loved being in the water at that stage. So, yeah. Did you get amongst any other sports outside of swimming growing up? Was it Were you a fan of, say, netball or soccer or anything else? Um, I did a fair bit of gymnastics when I was younger. Um, so I think I started maybe around maybe seven and did it until I was about 11 or 12 and then had a break for a bit, then did it maybe until I was about 13, 14. Um, and I think that's also really helped me in the pool, but I never really did any other. I didn't really do netball um, or any of the team sports I did a bit of tennis because my dad is a tennis coach mm-hmm. um but yeah I didn't really do a whole range of sports it was mainly just swimming and gymnastics a little bit of tennis yeah well it's good you say that you know you think your gymnastics has helped your swimming as well I know um my swimmers actually do a program at the moment with uh, Kirsten who runs a, a, a organization called Swimnastics. So she's um, combining, you know, gymnastics movements and stuff like that with on dry land work for, for swimmers as well. So I definitely think there's a correlation there and I definitely, you know, think it, it would have helped you. Um, talk to me yeah. about heroes, idols growing up, obviously, you know, going into McKeon, so you obviously um, Emma McKeon, David McKeon, but did you look up to any other swimmers, any heroes? Um, yeah. So, First, I think it was Emma and David. Um, I've also really looked up to Cam McAvoy um, just because of the fact that he was also really focused on his studies as well. And I wanted to sort of be studious and also try and be a good athlete. Um, And I think the Campbell sisters as well. Um, I've obviously had like a few um, training camps with them in the past and they've been just really like welcoming um they're so nice and they're also amazing athletes um as well so I think I've been really lucky to be able to you know meet some of my idols so yeah yeah well it's a good part about the Australian team at the moment isn't it I think they're integrating really well you junior swimmers coming in with the seniors there that have probably only got two or three more years to go, but I think they're passing mm. on the knowledge. I think it's it's working really well, clearly, if we just look at the results from, from the Olympics just gone. But, uh, yeah, I think they're doing a great job with that. Um, what do you enjoy most about swimming at the moment? We talked about what it was at, at first, but what are you enjoying at the most now? Is it still just, you know, getting around the team and your mates, And but is, is you starting to get a bit more competitive now in training or what are you enjoying most? Um. Yeah, I'm really loving um, training at the moment um, with my team. They're like they're so amazing. They push me um, in training and also encourage and support every single person on the team. Um, but we're also really, really good friends. So it's always like a joy. It's always so exciting to be able to go training. And even if you know you have a really hard set to come, you're there with pretty much your best friends. Um, so I think... The team is a really important aspect as to why I enjoy it. But I think I just love being able to get in the pool and push myself. Um, And I love the feeling after I've had a good session and like get out of the pool um, and know that I did everything that I can to try and be better. Um, I'm really liking that aspect of the sport. Yeah, very nice. Sounds a a long way from uh, I've got a headache, I need to hop out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure when I was younger, I think I was maybe – nine or ten and mom came into my room one day and she was like um if 
you know, if you're still swimming at 16, that'd be good. But if you're like just going training and not trying at the moment, I don't know if I want to spend the money on you to keep training. And so, yeah. Oh, mate, it's fair enough. Um, it's funny when you mention the headaches because I used to do that a lot at school to get out at about lunchtime. I always used to, around <laughs> lunchtime, I just, I don't know, it just started to, my head started to hurt. I, I needed yeah. to go home. So it's, <laughs> it's funny how that happens. Uh, mate, a lot of swimmers have big meets. Um, you know, obviously, as I said, you made a junior Australian team, but it didn't start there. There's a lot of swimmers who are striving towards maybe state times or even metro times. Was there a point in your swimming career where you were chasing something like that? It might have been your first state time. And do you, you know, do you have a, a story around, you know, how you got that or, you know, chasing that sort of goal? Um, yeah, definitely. I think I don't know if I can remember chasing a state or country time that well but um I think I was maybe I think I was 12 and I was trying to get a national time in the 100 free and I think it might have been 102 flat um and I think the meet where I really wanted to get it and sort of had it in my mind a lot um I ended up going a 10207 so that was pretty frustrating I just wanted to qualify for my first nationals and um yeah, I remember in training just really having that in the back of my mind um, to keep me going for that. And eventually I did end up getting it. I was very excited. So, yeah. How frustrating was it to, to just miss out? I know myself as a coach, you know, there's not much I can do other than watch and, and cheer, but it can yeah. be quite, you know, heartbreaking to watch. I remember there was a uh, national um, trials that we did not long ago where we, you know, I just put on a time trial for the kids to try and get national times. And we had about two or three that like missed by 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7, as you said, which was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then there was a girl who made it by 0. 0.4, which was, you know, just under. So it's the, it's the good and the bad of it, isn't it? But how did you take that? Um, well, at the time I was pretty frustrated. Um, I was probably a bit upset as well. <laughs> um but now looking back at it, you know, I obviously had another opportunity to swim that race before it as well. And it's definitely um, nowhere near as sad as, you know, missing out on like an Olympic qualifying time or stuff like in the future and like what other people have had to experience. So um, I feel like it was good for me in a way just to see, you know, there are times where you're going to miss out and you can be so close, but so far, so yeah, I was pretty upset though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's no. what a twelve-year-old would feel like. So, <laughs> well, I think anybody in our sport would feel like that. You know, you look at the yeah. Olympic trials, and you look at you know so many of those youngsters who you know just missed that sort of qualifying time. They've still got a second. They got second. You know, Lizzie Decker, Sam Short, yeah. um, silver medals, and just missed a qualifying time. So, it's, such is the nature of our sport. It can be mm-hmm. quite brutal sometimes. But, um, mate, what are some of your favourite races to uh, to get amongst in the pool? I, obviously, I mean, I can really look ahead and see your results from nationals and say 50, 100 free maybe. Uh, but you <laughs> tell me, what, what are your favourite uh, races to, to get amongst? And has that changed over the years? Um, I think my favorites are probably, yeah, the 50 and the 100 free. Um, recently I've started to like the 200 free a little bit more. Um, and also the 100 fly. Um, I mean, it's pretty much stayed the same. I've always liked the 50 free. Um, when I was little, I really didn't like the 100 free. I just don't think I knew how to swim it. I'd try and 
I think I'd go out a bit slow and then just not even try on the way back maybe. But, um, yeah, I think it's pretty much stayed in that sprint freestyle category. But over the time I've swam some um, 200s and 400s, I'm not a fan of the 400s. I don't know how distance swimmers do distance swimming, but, yeah. <laughs> they are different beasts, that's for sure. It takes a, a different type of person, I think, to, to be able it to does. dive in for a 4, an 8 or a 15 and 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 take off. Um, so I absolutely agree with you. Let's talk about this year's Age Nationals results. I spoke about it at the top of the, the podcast. You came away with four medals in total. Two were gold within the relays, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, it was a long build-up to those championships due to COVID, and we almost didn't even have it. Thankfully, we did, but it almost it almost got stopped uh, at the gate with another you know COVID outbreak up there. We we managed to to get amongst it. How much did you enjoy getting out and racing on the Gold Coast that week? Yeah, it was so good, especially um, because. 2020 nationals was um cancelled and just being able to be um at a national age again it was pretty good and the gold coast i also thought was a great location just because usually it's indoors and it was outdoors this time so um i think it was a bit of a challenge but i think it was a good challenge um and yeah it was just good to see everyone again like especially from different states and just be amongst all of that um and the racing for the week was good yeah. yeah, it was different, wasn't it? I think at the beginning of the week it was raining and raining sideways mm. and just horrible weather, not yeah. exactly what you'd expect on the Gold Coast. But then the sun came out halfway through and, and it was a really nice warm uh, back end of the week. But, yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you, mate. It was a, a good location, especially just a little bit different and um, exactly what we needed. Now, you got second in the 100 freestyle final, 55-8. Um, I do. I like to do my research here on the podcast. Just <laughs> behind Ella Ramsey, who is coming on the show tomorrow, actually, for a chat as well. So uh, you're in good company coming on here, mate. How do you feel that race went for you in the finals? Um, yeah, I was pretty happy with that race, actually. Um, I think it was about 0.6 off my PB, so just a little bit over. Um, but I think it was a good race coming back from COVID lockdown 2020. Um, and I think I tried to put it together really well, um, tried to stick to my race plan and having Ella alongside me as well to push me, um, during that last 50, 25 meters, I think it was really, really good to be racing alongside her. And also my teammate Chelsea was in the final as well. Mm. So yeah, I was pretty happy with the race. Um, I think it was the best I could have done at that meet in that race. So, yeah, I can't really ask for anything more. Race plan-wise, what's your ideal 100-metre race plan? Do you have a, a model in your head behind the blocks that you, you want to try and execute? Um, yeah, so I think my strength in the 100 free is probably my front end speed. Um, so I'll just try and get out in the first 50 pretty fast but still try and keep it controlled not overdo it um and i think in the third 25 building off that first 50 using the momentum that i've tried to create in that 50 um and then pretty much the last 25 just getting my head down trying not to get swam over the top of <laughs> because it happens a little bit when i try to go out fast and can't really come back sometimes but yeah What's that feeling like when you can feel that the the wheels are spinning now and, uh, you you know, you're doing everything you can, but there's not much you can do about whether they catch you or not. <laughs> it must be uh, a tough feeling. 
yeah it's it's pretty scary when they're coming at you um but yeah I think it's just what happens you know people are going to have different strengths and you need to play to your strengths to get the best opportunity you have to come in the best position um but yeah I just try and at that point um, I feel like if I focus on other people like coming at me in the last um, 25, 15 metres, I lose it a bit. So um, I just have to bring it back to myself and just focus on trying to get faster in that last changing gears in the last portion of the race. Yeah, good point. Now, you got third in the 50 uh, and fourth in the 200 there on the Gold Coast. Now, looking ahead uh, to teams of the future and given the success we've just seen of, say, Molly O'Callaghan, um, in Tokyo and, and what she was able to do within relays. Do you think it's important for you at this stage in your career to, to stay versatile in terms of being fast in a 50 but also being strong in a 200? Because that might just land you a relay spot for one of those big senior teams over the next few years. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important. Um, even on Molly's podcast with you the other day, she was saying that you know, the 200, she didn't really like it that much, but she's still got a junior road record. So, yeah, how um, funny was that to hear? Oh, I don't <laughs> yeah. really like it. I'm not really excited about it. I'm just the world record holder for it. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really important to stay versatile, especially um, in the future. And my coach is really big on that. Um, he still gets me doing a few hundred flies, um, 200 frays a lot, um, even sometimes 400 frays. So, yeah, I think it's really important to try and do sort of as much as I can when I'm younger and then, you know, see where it takes me. Yeah, good point. I, I think it's very important to stay versatile, especially, as I said, at, at your young age, it could just land you on a team at some stage in the near future. Now, two gold medals for your club, West Illawarra, in the 4 by one and the 4 by 50 How good was it to race uh, with your mates? And added bonus, be, be so successful. Yeah, I think it was so good. Um, racing with my teammates, my best friends, um, it was such a good experience, especially to come away with um, the two golds in that 50 free relay and the 100 free relay. Um, I think in the 50 free relay, it was myself, Chelsea Jones, Jamie Deludis and Sarah Locke. And then in the 4 by 100 it was me, Chelsea, Jamie and also Jess Cole. Um, and... I think it was so good to, you know, be behind the blocks with them, preparing, you know, warming up with them um, and then having that result in the end. Um, I think our 100 free relay, it was so rushed beforehand. I think we ran out on the blocks. I just took my jacket off, like threw it to Jamie and was just behind the blocks already. But <laughs> that was certainly pretty stressful in that relay. But I think it just showed... Um, our result at the end showed that we can use each other in a team environment to, you know, put up some good individual swims, but for the team, um, especially, you know, when we're running out behind the blocks when everyone else is already out there. I think it was good just to be with each other in that, in that circumstance. hundred percent. Now I want to get to your coach, James, in just a moment, but firstly, your club, West Illawarra down there on the South coast. Talk to me about that club culture um, that there is there because as a coach it's one that I've admired from afar for, for quite a while and, and clearly it's paying off with tremendous results as of late and a great history um, with the club as well and as with McKeon Swimming as you said before what do you think you guys do so well within the club? Um, I think we're all so supportive of one another but 
we also are really competitive with each other and um, we just push each other so much in training, in the gym. Um, I think a really important part of it um, for us was we've, I think the majority of us have been training together since we were maybe eight years old in the club. Um, so about eight or nine years of training together, we've become really, really close. No, um, we know how each other trains. We know how we race. Um, we know everyone's personalities and like how we can combine to create a great team environment as well. Um, especially I think we've had a few good senior athletes in the past and they've sort of, you know, looked after us coming through our club squads and everything. And I think, training with the seniors as well and sometimes with the juniors when they train with our squad. Um, I think it's a really good team environment and it's definitely helped us performance-wise. Well, 100%. As I said, I can't help but admire it from afar um, and definitely some of the results we've been seeing lately. I mean, just those, um, you know, those gold medals we just talked about before. I mean, you guys were we're racing St. Peter's Western. It's very, you know, known that, you know, those you know, those girls are, are very fast within that club as well. So for you yeah. guys to come away with those two gold medals just shows um, that club culture and the program and, and the, you know, the building of that, which brings me to your coach, James Greathead, terrific guy, um, obviously a fantastic coach as well. How has he helped you take your swimming to the next level? He's helped in so many ways. Um, I think... I moved to James' squad when I was about maybe 12. So he's been coaching me for five years now, um, maybe a little bit less. But I think out of those five years, I've got so much out of training with him. Um, he's a great coach, but he's also a student of the sport himself. He's constantly researching new ways for us to get better um, on our team app group, he's putting, you know, inspirational quotes and stories on for us. Um, he's going to the lengths of setting up Zoom workouts and yoga for us during lockdown. Um, yeah, he's with us, you know, every step of the way at carnivals and training. Um, and I think, you know, every single athlete trusts him um, to be able to make us a better athlete, but also a better person. Um, and yeah, honestly, I think he's also a man of not many words. So if he says something to you, he'll mean it, which I think is really, really good. But he definitely knows what he's doing and he puts everything into his club and also the athletes. And, um, yeah, as of now, I can't think of, like, a, having a better coach. So, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Well said, mate. Now, other than being, uh, you know, quietly spoken, what else wouldn't we know about James? Um. Oh, let me think. <laughs> I think he's really into his yoga. Mm. Are we talking like the personal aspects or the Yeah, just anything, mate. He could be a big lover of country music. I don't know. Is there anything <laughs> we don't know about him? Um, I think he likes his clay, maybe. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's also a very fast driver. That's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> When no, they get good, known, so. no, it's good. No, it's good. I think he's doing a tremendous job down there. And as much as I, I love getting you guys on for a chat and, and this podcast is 100% about you, uh, I always like to make sure we're shining a light on the coaches because uh, sometimes, you know, coaches don't get a lot of that love. So definitely doing a great job, James, and keep it up. Now, um, it feels like a long time ago now, but in reality, it's only a few months ago, but we had Olympic trials down in Adelaide. You competed there. What was your experience like down in Adelaide 
Um, yeah, it was definitely a great experience just being able to, um, you know, be around all those athletes who did so well at the Olympics and Olympic trials, um, warming up with them, you know, seeing them around pool deck, racing with them as well, um, watching finals and things like that. Um, yeah, I think it was such a good experience and the start of hopefully a long journey of swimming and like maybe a few more Olympic trials to come in the future. I think it was a great you know, first one, a stepping stone. So um, I think, yeah, racing there, seeing what it's like, it was a really important thing for me. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Clearly it's made you hungry for more. I can see that just by, you know, your conversation around that. What lessons did you learn, though, from, from going down there? You got to race, you know, the very best that we've got to offer, some world records with, you know, swam while you were around. So it's the world's best swimmers you were around. What lessons did you take away from there? Um. I think I sort of took away how important it is to be mentally strong, especially at a meet like that. You know, I was watching finals and I was imagining myself, you know, in like doing those finals. Um, And, well, I was in a B final, but it's obviously pretty different to being in lane four of the A final. Um, And, you know, I was imagining how much pressure those athletes would feel. And I guess that reinforced the fact that – it's so important to be mentally strong in those, you know, competition weeks, those training weeks. Um, and I think, yeah, I just learned so much around, you know, how to conduct myself in that environment, um, being professional as well. Um, yeah. Nice, mate. Well, you're only going to learn more from being around it more, aren't you? And I definitely, as I said, can see from your answer that you're, you're keen and you're hungry to get around it again in, in 2022. So can't wait to see you back in the pool there with, with those guys and racing the best. Now, we mentioned school before. How do you go with balancing school and swimming? It isn't easy as a coach. You know, I see my athletes quite often, you know, going through HSEs and stuff like that. It isn't easy to, to do it. How do you find that balance? Um, yeah, I'm doing all right at that balance at the moment. Um, I think my school, so I go to Shell Harbour Anglican College. Um, they're really you know, supportive and lenient um, with the schoolwork and, you know, um, extensions for assignments if I need them, um, as well as homework as well. They're always happy to help. So that's pretty good. But I think um, I would say I'm disciplined. So, um, you know, I try to get my schoolwork done as well as training. And I think I can do those to um, my best ability, which is pretty good. Um, But yeah, I think, my school offers a lot of support if I need that support to help me. But, yeah, I've also come to the realisation that, you know, swimming, um, it might make you a little bit of money in the future, but school is also really, really important to build your life on because you're not going to be swimming forever. So I think, you know, I've tried to put an emphasis on doing my school and training as well and making sure I'm doing both of them really well. And I think my family's instilled that into me as well. Yeah, well said. Now, away from the pool, away from going up and down the black line, what do you like to get up to? If you, if you can have time away from swimming and away from schoolwork, what does uh, Sydney like to do? Um, I like to go to the beach a lot with my friends. Um, yeah, definitely see my friends a lot. Um, I really enjoy, like, listening to old school rap and also R&B. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, I don't know. The culture of that's really good as well. So, 
Um, I'll try and educate myself in those areas. Um, I watch a bit of Netflix as well. Well, at the moment, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and so I, I really like that. That's good. Um, and, yeah, just relaxing, you know, um, spending time with my family. Yeah. Yeah, Just nice. a whole lot of different things. Well, don't give too much away because I'm about to ask questions about your favourite music and movie, so don't give too yep. much away because it's going <laughs> to ruin the ending. <laughs> so, yeah, as I like to do uh, at the end of these podcasts, mate, and have a bit of fun, and I think it just helps us get to know you a little bit more and, you know, what you like away from the pool. So uh, I'll throw it out there and first answers that come to mind, just throw it straight back. Don't worry about it. Don't feel bad. Um, oh, yeah. Alex Posh threw back once when I said favorite music. He said Taylor Swift. I thought he was joking. <laughs> Turns out he wasn't. Now I feel like a dick. So I'll uh, <laughs> just chuck it out there and throw it back. No judgment. All right. Favorite music. Um, I really like Kanye. Um, old school R and B, and yeah, old school rap as well. What about this Donda thing? Like honestly, so it's just come out. And I'm assuming you heard it. Have, do you listen to it all? Um, I haven't really had like a lot of time to listen to it all, but I've listened to a few. Yeah. All right. So I heard the hype. So yesterday I'm in here and I'm doing some work. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just put, I'll just YouTube it and I'll just have it playing sort of in the background just so I can, I don't want to really dial into it, but you know what I mean? I get a feel for it. I honestly thought it was like an old school, like record that was caught on something at first. Cause it just starts with Donda, Donda. Donda, Donda. Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on here? So I don't know, each to their own. But it was okay. To be honest, it was okay. I think it's slightly overhyped, but um, hey, yeah. what do I know? That's just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> favourite movie? Um, I think my favourite movies, I really like Boys in the Hood. Um, that's a good one. And also probably Mean Girls as well. Yeah. yeah nice. Did you like yeah. Straight Out of Compton when that came out? Oh, yeah, that's so good, that one as well. It also has my favourite actor in it, Keith Powers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, it is definitely a good movie. What about um, your favourite meal? So if, if you came home and mum said, listen, I'll, whatever you want, I'm going to make it. What, what's your go-to? Um, I think my one of my favourite foods would have to be fried rice. I love fried rice. Um, yeah, I really like cake as well. Yeah. You sound like my daughter. My daughter, not long ago, came in. She'd eaten some um, Play-Doh and because she'd oh. made a cake and she thought it was cake. She just loves cake yeah. that much that if she couldn't have it, she was going to go make it out of Play-Doh. So anyway, yeah. uh, side story there. I apologise. Um, <laughs> what about you said favourite TV show you're watching, Grey's Anatomy at the moment? What else? What do you like to binge watch? Um, I binge watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine last lockdown. Um, Gossip Girl, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm more of a TV person than movie person, I feel like. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, there's a lot out there, isn't it? You can't really go bored anymore. This, this streaming, yeah. streaming supplies <laughs> everywhere. Um, TikTok, do you watch a lot of it? What are your favorite TikToks to watch? Um, I do watch TikToks. I don't really have a favorite. I just sort of watch whatever's on my For You page. Um, yeah. Do you do your own TikToks? Oh. I have in the past, but not really. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, mate. It, I walking down pool deck at the end of a session and I look down and there's like three or four of my girls just doing a dance on the side, just 
Like, yeah. obviously, we didn't train hard enough if we've got enough energy to put together a dance routine before we go. Yeah. Yeah, mm. the dancers, I think, I think that the comedy ones are probably probably a bit better than the dancing ones, but, yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, if you've got the moves, go for it. But I'm just saying, yeah, you know, we don't need to be doing it all the time. Especially shout out to that girl at Kmart that was blocking the aisle when I was trying to walk through because she wanted to do a TikTok <laughs> dance. So just saying, yeah. the world doesn't revolve around you. Move on. Um, mm. What about favourite quotes, mate? Do you have any quotes that you, you sort of keep close to you? Does James throw out a few quotes? Is he a lover of those as well? Yeah, James is definitely a lover of quotes. He posts them on Team Up a lot. Um, I think my favourite quote would probably have to be, I'm not really a quotes girl, but I feel like one of my favourites is if you want to be the greatest, you have to do what other people aren't willing to do. Um, just because, you know, everyone could be doing the same thing, but if you want to be, if you want to stand out from everyone, you have to do a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I think that just pushes me to try and be, you know, a better me, but, yeah, also in comparison to other people as well. No, good one. I think it's a great one, mate, and definitely uh, appropriate to swimming. If you look at all those guys who are hugely successful, I'm assuming they're not doing the exact same thing that everyone else is doing back in training. Yeah. Otherwise, hey, we'd all be there. So uh, definitely it's a good one, mate. Now, before we go, uh, when we redo this interview in a year, two, three years' time, whenever I have you back on, and I always like to bring everyone back on, once you're on, you're part of the show. So um, yeah. I always like to have people back on again. What accomplishments would you like me to say at the beginning in the intro next time I've got you on? So this time, obviously, we, you know, four-time national medalist on the junior Australian team. What would you like me to add up there the next time? Um, I'm not too sure, actually. Hopefully I can improve on those achievements that I've, like, achieved. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those hard questions, isn't it? Because you, you don't know whether you want to throw it all out there and say, well, hopefully <laughs> on an Australian team or don't want to put too yeah. much pressure on yourself. I understand that. But, yeah, for sure, I think destined for, for, for great things, mate, from what I've seen of you in the pool and, and the trajectory that you're on and you're within a great team structure. Fantastic coach, mate, and you're doing wonderful things at the moment in the pool. So uh, I have no doubts that that, uh, that intro, the next time I say it, we'll, we'll have a lot more accolades up there, um, you know, a lot more Australian teams and, and you know, medals and all that sort of stuff. So keep doing what you're doing, mate. Thank you. Well, uh, perfect chance to wrap it up um, before I throw you under the bus anymore and start asking you too many more questions that you'd, <laughs> you don't want to chuck the answers out to. Thank you very much for coming on um, for a chat. Um, you know, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, I know there's a lot going on at the moment in the world, even though, you know, we're in lockdown at times and, you know, it seems like there's there's plenty of time. I also know that there's school and there's swimming and there's other stuff. So I definitely appreciate uh, you coming on for a chat, mate. And as I said, keep doing what you're doing. You're absolutely killing it. Um, I think what, you know, your team is doing and your coach is doing is phenomenal as well. I've been a fan. I'm still a fan and can't wait to see what you guys uh, come up with in the future. And until then, thank you very much for coming on Off The Block Swing Podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our good friends at Pro Swim Workouts. Thank you all once again for downloading the show today. Your continued support is always 
appreciated. And don't forget to check out our other weekly podcast, the OTB Crew Podcast, where I'm joined each week by Lani Pallister, Lachlan Carter, and Josh Edward-Smith. We talk a whole lot of swimming. The crew give their own unique insider perspective on what's going on in the world of swimming, as well as special guest Olympians joining the show for some fun. We also talk music, movies, other sports, and generally just have a good laugh. If you're looking for a fresh swimming podcast with a bit of mainstream twist to it, this is definitely the one for you. Join us every Thursday on Spotify and Apple Podcast for all the fun. I'm not afraid to